What is happening in Charlotte? How are you, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Four Transplants on a Microphone, where we change up the intro every single time and we keep it fun. The Jack changes up the intro every single Jack, time. I jack it up. Is what <laughs> That's you right. Yep, you're not wrong. We aim for a whole lot of laughs, not just that little quib in the beginning, but a whole lot of laughs, a whole lot about Charlotte, small business world, all things to do with Charlotte. We are back at the Fox and Hound in Northlake. We always thank them. They're always great to us here. Today, we're continuing the theme that we've talked about in the past of kind of diving deeper into the individual hosts. And so today we have Brandon is on the hot seat today. And so myself, Jack Tompkins with Pineapple Consulting Firm and Brian Johnson with Maine and Johnson are going to be interviewing Brandon with Superior Data Solutions. That worked really well. Yeah, Um, You couldn't see the nice hand gestures that Jack was leading us through for that one. So it was very obvious who was supposed to speak. I don't know what he's talking about. When I pointed, you speak. We were just all in sync. You know, it was perfect. But Brandon, we're going to be diving into your personal life. Let's get real in there. It's a dark dark and scary place, but let's go. All right. So maybe to start out, we all know because we can associate to the West Coast with where your business started, where you came from. How long have you been in Charlotte? And what was your kind of decision process? Because I know Charlotte wasn't kind of dictated to you, so you had to make Uh, a choice. Correct. So I am about four years almost to the day of being out here. I think we moved, officially landed in August 29th, I think was our official landing day or September 2nd or something like that, but right around there. So we, on the four-year mark, we were definitely in the neighbor, in the market for looking for a new place. We had kids that were going to be starting junior high and high school. That was like their transition. Like my son would have been a freshman. My daughter would have been a, whatever you call a new junior higher. Right. But uh, yeah, I didn't know if they had like a name like a freshman. But so that was, we had been looking, we'd been taking vacations to different places. You know, we checked all the normal spots that most Californians would go, you know, Arizona, Colorado, all those good spots, even looking in the great state of Ohio. Very we, generous. We, we looked in the Canton-Jackson township area. Yep. Really nice. The locals talked us out of it. They said, you don't want to live here. It's, it's gray a lot here. It's a factory <laughs> of sadness. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. He said, you won't look anywhere else but here. Do so, you like being a Browns fan? Cause... <laughs> Do you like to be sad? Yeah. <laughs> that train's full of jobs heading out of Cleveland. Right. So I just happened to come to Charlotte, or not Charlotte, but just north of here on a whim. It was my friend's dad had passed away, so I came up here in very late September, early October, and man, they sold it hard. I had a, Perfect time to visit. a lake house with a dock with a boat sitting right on it, and the weather was amazing. I was like... This place is paradise. Yeah. yeah. Who wouldn't want to live here? So I uh, talked to the wife, and we had the opportunity to come back next year. So we went to D.C. I took the kids to D.C. for a week, and then we came down here for Fourth of July weekend. My wife met us here, and then after that week, made the decision to uh, pull the trigger. And a year later, we were North Carolina or bust. Nice. <laughs> Literally in a trailer. And you, you have a business partner that's still out in L.A. Correct. Was the consideration like with you moving, obviously that has a business impact, but was there any rationale behind the destination business-wise or was it, hey, I'm just going to land and then wherever I land, we're expanding? No, because we never really found a spot as a, you know, a family that really made sense. My wife really doesn't like cold weather. Like doesn't like it at all i don't like extremely hot weather so when we went to dallas i'm like hell no yeah (laughs) it's just or just hell yeah it wasn't the spot some of the other places like ohio was just a little too cold for too long right so we 
you know, we kind of looked, and like I said, North Carolina just fit the bill. It was, I mean, you're never going to beat Southern California weather. It's just, yeah. you know, 50 is the coldest it gets, and right. it's sunny like 300 and, I don't know. 385 days a year. Yeah, four, <laughs> 340 days a year or something like that, and it barely rains, but and that seems to be a problem now over there. Right. But, so the weather was very close. The culture here was amazing, and it was what yeah. we were really looking for, especially with the kids going to high school and junior high. It just made way more sense to be somewhere like North Carolina where things seem to be more sensible and you know, you have all walks of life, which is something I was really, I could have sent my kids to a different set school system and chose to pick the one that they were in because I felt it was far more important for them to deal with all walks of life opposed to just being in that bubble of yeah, right. everyone's like me. Right, exactly. Oh, <laughs> so, but no, it worked out great. My son actually just left for college last week. So well, how are you feeling about that? Good, good. He was excited. We were excited. So Got one more to go. That's like there's one down. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like I said, he was kind of in that position where he was really looking forward to it, and he worked for it, saved his first year's worth of college money, and I, I mean, he did everything he was supposed to do. So. Wow. Yeah. I'm nice. super excited and happy about that. But cool. yeah, like I said, I even my both my kids are have absolutely no regrets or want to go back to California. So. Oh, that's huge! Wow, yeah. well done, very well done. And so. Superior Data Solutions, obviously, IT tech consulting company, you kind of wear a lot of hats. As you've come out here, have you found that the business culture or the computers work different out here? <laughs> no, no, they all still plug into the wall. There's no chisel. and You don't have to churn to get <laughs> no, the power no, it's, it's, it's all good. It's, it's just like California. I mean, some of the things that made it easy for us to transition out here was we had already, we had been working out at Orange County. I could see Disneyland from my office window, and we decided that there was no real reason to drive an hour and a half every day just to get to work to sit in an office that we worked on computers remotely right so we decided to you know work remotely and save an hour and a half one way every day which wow. gave way more family time and just being stressed out driving to work and back and i was gonna say i can't imagine la traffic being something some walk in the park for an hour and a half yeah, no very hit or miss it's sometimes it could be 30 minutes sometimes it could be two hours two hours and a half. Thirty wow. minutes. To Jeez, it's, it's funny. You probably had like a five-mile drive, and it could have been any of those. It could have been. So you know, it's funny is when people complain, and it's like, oh, it took, you know, ten minutes to get to them. It's like I could go five miles, literally five miles, and it could take me a half hour to get there. Right. Right. Just depending on what time of day it was. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Highway 150 can be challenging in Mooresville, but it's still not that bad. It's only a couple times during the day that it gets that way, but. I mean, it's the price of a growing city and right. them trying to expand and keep up with it. And that's kind of what I rounded out to because like everybody's like, oh, traffic's bad everywhere. I'm like, yeah, if you leave at 9 a.m. or 5 p.m., yeah, it's going to be bad whatever city you're in. Right. L.A. traffic seems to be more or less constant. Here, Charlotte or even Mooresville, obviously a little <laughs> bit up north that we joke about, it, it's really just a couple times a day, right? Right. And, I, and to be honest, I could get in. It may affect my drive out. Like, let's say if I go to North Lake from Mooresville, which is probably, I don't know, what, 20 miles, if that. Yeah. I mean, it may affect my drive by 10 minutes. That's easy to predict for. I'm just going to leave 10 minutes. I always right. leave for an appointment. <laughs> if it takes me 30 minutes on any given day, I usually live 45 minutes, you know, depending. And it usually works out fine. I mean, it didn't today, but... <laughs> <laughs> right. It, and that was more me. I ended up leaving the house more like 30 minutes to go, which... 
course, then Murphy's Law. Yes, so you'll run uh, into the 45-minute drive. Right, right. So, but like I said, it's on the whole. I mean, you just you always can get to where you need to go in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. Unless something weird happens, like a you know beef truck catches on fire on the 77 freeway that shut down the freeway. I mean, there's that weird thing. But did, did, <laughs> be a weird. This thing. was before I think both of you moved here, but it was right after I did, and a truck on 85 overturned carrying bees. Oh and, and it burst open and like people's cars were being like overcome by bees on the road. Like that would literally be probably up there in my five top ways to never die. Like yeah. I would never want that to happen. I was going to gonna say that sounds like oh. pleasant for Brian. <laughs> but you might as well roll me up in mayonnaise. I was going to say we could drown you in mayo. Is that better? Yeah. Slap me with some ranch. Yeah. He died in a vat of ranch. <laughs> he, drowned he refused ranch. to eat his way out. Yeah. No. <laughs> Well, okay, so you guys got out here. You got everything started. So maybe talk a little bit about the cultural differences, not just like the drive, but like what are the big key things that you see doing business here versus out there? I mean, when it comes to business owners, they're usually, you know, if you're getting into certain size businesses, you usually get that that same mentality. But it just, I would say with the business owners out here, it's even more friendly and more, you know, more of a friendship. Right. And yeah. not in LA that it doesn't have. I mean, we have some really great partners that we work with, and I, you know, I just talked to one today about his kid going to play hockey in New York and blah blah blah, and it was great. I mean, but it just seems to be that way more often out here. Gotcha. And it's easier to start those conversations. It's easier. <clears throat> you're more standoffish in California just because of the culture and how it right. is so just starting that initial conversation is a little more weird where you could be at a restaurant you could be at a lounge or wherever and just start talking to the person next to you and it's totally normal and get into whatever kind of conversation that's very reasonable just friendly very corrigible and doesn't have to get heated right <laughs> um doesn't lead into a debate or anything no no you just talk about you know whatever and it's just a different mindset and like i said a lot more of what I see out here. And there were some people that would, you know, buy lunch for their employees and do all that stuff. And right. I see it far more out here that, you know, it's like they shut down, lunch is provided. Everyone comes into the office, eats lunch with them, which is kind of cool. I mean, yeah. it's, I know big corporations aren't going to have lunch with the CEO, but right. it's just kind of that nice feel to it where I don't really see a lot of that back in California. And yeah. So was it a business? I mean, obviously it was a personal decision to come out here, right? Not a professional one, but... Was it weird? One, was it a weird conversation with your business partner who's still in California? And two, how did you feel starting up essentially a new branch of the business in a new networking scene in a new area? It wasn't that bad. So, I mean, we already were working remote right. at that. We had already been doing it for a couple of years. Okay, so conversation so, with business partner was easy. Yeah, so okay. we just, you know, we would go meet up at Starbucks every morning. Yeah. Have a cup of coffee, talk about the day and then go back home and do, we only lived a couple miles from each other. Okay. And we've been friends in, since high school, so, okay. actually junior high, so, wow. you know, we've been friends forever. Awesome. So it was just one of those things and it's more understanding. And things just weren't gonna really change. I mean, things a little bit because of the time zone makes it a little okay. funky, but I mean, it is what it is and it, it just, it works. He's pretty reasonable, I'm pretty reasonable, so. You know, you we're kind of cut from the same cloth, so it, yeah. okay. <laughs> it all works. And someday he might want to choose to do that, too. And we'll have that conversation and figure out what to do with that part of the business. But that was kind of the thing is coming out here. It was just a place to kind of expand and to do that. So it worked out. Like I said, I haven't gotten a ton of new business out here, but I haven't really put the effort in because of 
the first year I was out here, I was trying to get the family settled. Yeah. Everyone, you know, learning where it is and where to be and right. one, what networking group to join. Yeah. Right. On the corner, <laughs> what is it? What's, what was Russell's Roads, the corner of... Queens, Kings, and... <laughs> Providence, Providence, Queens. Providence, Kings. Yeah, so yeah. just finding that. And like, I met Brian through the NTI group, yep. great group of people. But then, you know, it kind of fell apart right around COVID, started yeah. coming into play. So COVID put a big damper on trying to get new business. Right. And now in the last, I would say, what, six to eight months, things really opened up and gave us the opportunity to get out and start talking to people and just making different kind of connections than trying to just be on the computer figuring out how yeah. how am I going to get connected to the next person. So when, I, there's a lot of IT companies, right? And IT is such a black mystery box for so many business owners. And so many flavors of it too. That's a good point too. When you, and I have an answer for you, but I'm curious to hear yours. When you- What should I be thinking, Jack? <laughs> I was like, let's see if you pick the right answer. Let's see if you can do this. What's, what? Why is your IT special? What makes your IT different? Because, again, to a bunch of people, it's just IT is IT. I think our approach makes us different. One of my biggest pet peeves that if you go into coaching in the IT world, right. they're very about you can only put tickets in through an email. You can't talk to techs. You can't waste their time because their time is too valuable mm -hmm. to be talking to end users to get a problem solved. Everything's solved through email, yeah. everything, it just, I hate it. I hate it, it because- it's like a winning formula. It's not, a lot of people are getting burned <laughs> yeah. very badly with it. So it, the, our biggest approach in, is to have the conversation with an end user and solve the problem now. Not Good. through 500 emails, Yeah. not four days from now. They need to work, they need to get it done. Pick up the phone, talk to them. I mean, if something can be handled through a chat, and I'm looking at their screen, sure, I'll chat with them on yeah. the screen and figure out and they'll just show me what's going on and right. I'll get it fixed or I'll get it fixed or whatever. The other part of it is we're a true end-to-end -end solution. And because we have that out of industry focus, so we don't just focus on independent insurance agents, we have construction companies, we have all kinds of different companies that we deal with. So we can see outside of what normally happens in one particular industry. So that came into that whole bubble thing where yeah. the techs that only work in one little space, they don't know how to get outside of that space. They don't know anything that's going on outside of that, a problem that could be occurring maybe outside of what they know and to look a little bit deeper into it and maybe find there's something else going on. So we can fix things a lot faster because we have a broader knowledge of what's going on in the industry. Yeah. And just in general, that allows us to think outside the box and get things fixed, where a lot of times everyone always hears, oh, well, it's your antivirus or your firewall's blocking it. You just have to call somebody, else. you know, call that other person because they want to get you off the phone. Right, right. And that's one of the biggest problems our industry has. It's that mentality is like, oh, I don't know what it is, so just get them off the phone and tell them somebody else's problem. Right. And with our product set, we go end to end. So we have every single product that you would possibly need as a business. We can provide the internet, we can provide all the hardware, we can provide all your services, support, and we'll go above and beyond. Even if it's not our stuff, you don't want to hear that you have to call, oh, call this other person because it's their problem. Right. Well, and normally in these podcasts, you would know Branson. Brandon answers the calls because he usually gets them while he's sitting there. Right. But today, he put it on vibrate, so he didn't get to hear right. as many. Yes, I put it in the so call. So you get a real person. Right, which is huge, though, because, I mean, just throwing things into Zendesk or whatever is a hassle for a user who's got an issue. 
my answer was going to be, you are the opposite of the stereotypical IT person. You're a boat sailing, beer drinking, barbecue loving. Oh, no, you can have a civil conversation person. with you. I yeah. Mean, it's well, really and my <laughs> friend, my friend and partner, is MMA and jiu-jitsu. Really? So, <laughs> and his beard's like I can't show, but down mid chest level. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what you yeah, want. Yeah, that's like a I sensei do. beard. Yeah, and, right. and hockey, too. I was that's <laughs> played right. hockey forever. <laughs> From California, loves hockey, still plays hockey, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I actually went out on a, it was like a company function when I worked as an IT administrator, and I went out with a sales guy, and he's like, I could tell in his face, he's like, I got to go with the IT guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then halfway through the day, he's like, I could tell him, I go, so how's it going out with the IT guy? He goes, Dude, you're so not what I expected. <laughs> he realizes that on the way to Tijuana. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> broke out of the group. <laughs> so it just, and then like I said, I, and we're about solving the problem. Like I said, if you want to put a ticket in through the email, put a ticket in through the email. Yeah, that works. If you want to call, like, and we tell people, if it's an emergency, give us a call. Right. We have the weird paradigm where people will have like their building on fire and they'll put an email ticket yeah. in. And then it's like, oh, I get this weird pop-up every once in a while. And then they'll call. It's like, right. <laughs> switch those around. Right, exactly, <laughs> yeah. It's so accessible, too, because when you think it's, it, you do think, okay, ticket, I got to go talk to the scary department that I don't understand what's happening because I'm not an IT person. Right. It's just this daunting endeavor. But with your company, it's just, oh, I'm going to call Brandon. Yep. You know, it's, yeah, it's, or it's, call any of our tech. I mean, that's, and it's funny, as one time we had somebody that was looking, they wanted there were our competition, like direct competition in the same vertical. And he goes, man, I don't know what it is, but your customers love you. We cannot get them to budge, move. <laughs> like they just are staunch in what they said. And, and he's like, I, we'd love to buy you. And I was like, no, nah, that's cool. Like, yeah, we're doing fine. <laughs> yeah, I just, but he had that typical, you can only put, and he would do it to us. Like we're other techs, like we got to get this fixed. No, nope, you got to call in, put a ticket in the help desk, and they get back to you two days later. And Jeez. meanwhile, this you know company's down, and it's right. like, well, I can, I'm not a coach, but I can tell you what you're doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I said, it's just the approach. It's and anybody that's ever worked for us has always had the same approach. You got to talk to them, talk to them like they're a person. Right. They're just like you sitting at their desk trying to get their job done. Yeah, it's not their fault. It's not their job to know how to get it fixed. Right. Yeah. They're not an idiot because they can't do it. It's, they just, it's not what they do. Right. You know, I don't sell insurance, so I wouldn't expect to walk in and write my own policy and yeah. do any of that stuff. So why would you expect them to be able to do IT work? Right. It's broken. That's all they know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This doesn't work. Let's try and figure it out. That's good. It's a good solution to an industry yeah. that needs more good solutions like this. Yes. And as a PSA, you do have email passwords. You might not put them in, but they're there. <laughs> so what's something on the IT side that, you know, because I think of the three of us, I think people can, when we did Jack's episode, people can visualize what a visual dashboard looks like. They may not know all the ins and outs of it, but they'd know it when they see it. I think with the business coaching side and consulting, it's probably something that you're generally familiar with. But like what's something in IT, everybody thinks what they think, computers, peripherals, like all this other stuff, but what's something people should know that maybe they don't always realize? I, I think the biggest mix, misconception is that people just think we're there to fix, it's broken. They, that's the only thing that's wrong with their network is, oh, I, I'm getting this pop-up or I can't open this program or I'm getting this error message. And then they think that's all that IT is. 
It's just what's physically in front of them. And there's a whole managing the infrastructure and making sure that they don't have that constantly. It's if you don't have the right things in place and having someone doing the things that should be done in the background, right? you know, like the wizard, <laughs> the great and powerful Oz. Right. Behind the um, yeah. yeah, then you're going to have a nightmare. And I always run into that where people are like, oh, no, we're good. We just, you know, we just have this thing we need done. Right. But we don't need IT. And I'm like, so who's watching your antivirus to see if there's alerts or who's... Well, I mean, we've had some issues, but, you know, it's not a big deal. I'm like, well, it's kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, and it's interesting because, you know, if you look, because we were talking like the Fortune 500 world, you can always tell what are the most key functional areas within a business by what the C-suite titles are. And just about every company I know has a chief technology officer or a chief IT officer or something like that, because you can't not have that, not just right. for problem solving, not a help desk, but you can't run a, an effective business without an effective IT strategy. And I think that's where small businesses gloss over that because if it doesn't help my bottom line immediately or it doesn't help my top line, you know, growth-wise, then it can't be that critical. Right. And it can be, though. It can have those things. So IT is not just about fixing things. Sure. It's about planning for the future, yeah. what's coming down the pike, having someone looking at new products coming down the line. I spend, I would say, a good 15% of my time researching new projects. Or not projects, new products. Wow. I've taken probably, well, I just went to a trade show, but I've probably taken this week 15 calls of new products. Now, some I don't even take the next step with a demo. Even if I don't plan on taking on that product, I'll at least look at it to know it's available because you never know when a customer may have that need. But it's very forward thinking. You need to be planning on what's your next move. Where do you want to be in five years? Do you want to be virtual? Yep. Do you want to be in-house? Where's your security? You know, what's it look like? Do you plan on bringing new people? Do you plan on shrinking? You know, you can plan ahead and do those things that will make you more profitable. Do you need to hire another person or maybe do you need to tighten up your IT processes right. to function and automate that maybe you don't need that extra person or maybe you do need that extra person but how can we maximize that productivity from that one person by giving them all the tools they need right. and being able to do you know their job effectively and not constantly be having issues or a clunky process that you know one of the biggest pet peeves I have with people is they won't upgrade computers they'll keep them for eight years and it's like oh this thing takes forever it's like that's eight years old. Like, right, of course. Right. <laughs> what you take in processing time, you could have put a new computer in, and just their wasted labor would pay for the computer 10 times over. It's interesting to think about it that way, because one, IT can, I mean, you need a strategy around it. It is very much like a business strategy. Two, it can be proactive, not just break, fix kind of thing. But three, the advantages you can get from having the proper IT in place by automating things, by making things smoother, by having runtime slower, like all those things, they add up quick. So it, it becomes less of just a, uh, there's a big line item on our expense thing. Like, right. There's pros to it. There's a lot of pros. There, there can be. And like I said, I've always said that IT just gets to look at it as a direct cost or, yeah. you know, that indirect cost that you can't apply to the product and making money. But it, it can definitely apply to your production. It can apply to employee morale because I get on with end users and I hear, oh, this 
stupid computer is taking forever and I hate it. I have to go get a cup of coffee, you know, for just to turn on and, you know, it, they're frustrated and they, right. you know, that's one of the things is looking at it is like, are your employees happy? Cause you won't buy a new computer. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. It started when they did. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's 20 years old. Yeah. It's funny. All right. So a lot of good things in the IT world, the small business world of Charlotte is treating you well. As we wrap up, give us a quick hitter. One thing that you love to do outside of IT, outside of business, one thing that you love to do, the Lake Norman Charlotte area. So before I came here, it was definitely hockey. I was a five night a week player. Wow. Wow. I came out here and everyone was buying boats and I said I wasn't going to buy a pontoon because I just didn't want to raft it up to the next pontoon. Sure. So I bought a sailboat and I actually, I love it. It's one of the coolest things I've ever gotten into. Even if I'm by myself, I'm in a race, you got crew, you don't have crew. Sometimes racing without crew is just as challenging as racing with crew. So it's, uh, it's great. I love it. And like I said, I wouldn't have that opportunity and living here a lake was never an option. I mean, I'm sorry, living in California, a lake was never okay, an option. Gotcha. So living out here, the fact that I can be on the lake in 10 minutes and yeah, either just is cool. relaxing, sailing, doing whatever has been the biggest game changer in my life that I'd never had that opportunity because wherever you did in California, there was 9 million other people doing the same right. thing. Right. You go to the lake, there's 9 million people on the lake. You go to the river, there's 9 million people on the river. Yeah. You go hiking, there's 9 million people at wherever you're at. Right. If you don't drive 10 hours out of your way to get away from people, you will be I, I mean, surrounded. The only advantage is the mountain lion has less of a chance to get you versus when you've got 9 million other people out there. Yes, there will be someone slower than you. Yeah. <laughs> out of right. 9 million, there will be one slower. Yeah. Cool. But, yeah, no, I... Like I said, that's been the coolest thing out here that's unique to what I could. I mean, yeah. the Pacific Ocean's big, and I could have sailed there, but I just didn't know about it, and it's far more expensive to, to right. have a boat yeah. out there. Yeah, Blake and IT. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Well, that was Brandon. And once again, check us out. Check our sites out if you want more info on our bio. Got a little bit of info in there for you. Also, hey, thanks again to the Fox and Hound for hosting us, and we'll take it on out. If I had a perfect day, I would have it start this way. Open up the fridge and have a tall boy. Yeah. Then I'd meet up with my friends.